0: Yeah, 17 minutes it is before uh, 8 p.m. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, yeah, this evening we uh, take a look. At a matter here that uh, is uh, a very interesting one from a consumer perspective, uh, which is the Competition Commission referring motor vehicle finance groups, uh, West Bank and TFS, the Toyota Financial Services uh, entity, and uh, that's the funding wing of uh, the auto manufacturer there. Now, the Commission's investigation has revealed that West Bank and TFS entered into an agreement to divide markets uh, by allocating customers or suppliers in the market for the provision of vehicle financing, and uh, this is in contravention of the Competition Act. Makale Moshala is the manager of the cartels division of the CompCom and joins me this evening. Makale, good evening to you and welcome. Uh,
1: good evening, and good evening to the listeners.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. When When we talk about dividing markets, in the case of uh, the financing of uh, uh, you know uh, vehicles, what does that mean and, and what does that look like?
1: Well what it means is that uh, in the context of this case uh, is that we have West Bank, which we all know is a division of first rent, yes. which provides vehicle finance and we have Toyota Financial Services, mm. which also provides vehicle finance. So these two entities agreed that uh, West Bank is not going to finance. Vehicles that are purchased uh, from authorized Toyota dealerships. Mm. All the used vehicles that are in Toyota authorized dealerships, as well as vehicles that are branded Toyota, Inu, and Lexus. Uh, West Bank is not permitted in terms of the agreement they concluded to finance. Those vehicles. So that is a division of market because West Bank is supposed to finance anybody who wants to purchase any kind of vehicles they want to purchase. So when they concluded the agreement that restrict West Bank from financing vehicles that are purchased from Toyota authorized
0: dealerships, they divided the market by allocating customers and all suppliers. Mm, mm. So, so in a sense, uh, what ended up happening here was an agreement between these two entities, um, which was written down explicitly. Um, I mean, talk to me about that, um, and I guess how, where in your investigations uh, did you uncover that particular uh, piece of information? Uh,
1: indeed, it is written down. Uh, the The way this agreement was concluded is that uh, when. Toyota Financial Services wanted to enter the South African market from U.K. in 2000. They, uh, uh, they had discussions with West Bank where they, they actually agreed that instead of uh, the U.K. entity entering the South African market and financing vehicles, mm. they agreed to establish what we know today as Toyota Financial Services. So Toyota Financial Services is owned uh, as three shareholders. It's FedRent, which controls uh, 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 West Bank. Mm. It's it's Toyota South Africa, uh, which produces Toyota vehicles. And it's Toyota UK, the the holding company of Toyota South Africa. Mm. So they concluded an agreement, in terms of which they established Toyota Financial Services. So given that uh, West Bank was already in the vehicle financing business, so they then uh, tried to carve out vehicles that are going to be financed by Toyota Financial Services. So they then excluded West Bank from financing those vehicles and they reserved those vehicles strictly to be financed by Toyota Financial Services. So you You'd say, well, why would West Bank agree to such arrangement when they will not be able to finance certain vehicles? They've agreed because they, the parent company of West Bank is a shareholder in Toyota Financial Services. It's benefiting when vehicles mm. are being financed by Toyota Financial Services. It's also benefiting when vehicles, certain vehicles are financed through West Bank. So... So then
0: they, they concluded the agreement, a written agreement, it's written down. So, so when you look at this matter, and I guess the complex uh, and interwoven relationships commercially between these two entities, uh, the one who produces the vehicles and I guess the other who happens to finance the vehicles, also happens to own uh, the financing arm of the manufacturer, and it gets a bit complicated if we go any further there. But, but How common is this? Uh, Because many people, I mean, I was speaking to Roy Mutoni now, and I think, you know, even my own experience and many listeners will will tell us after, uh, that, uh, you know, when when somebody goes to buy a vehicle, there are some cases very oblivious to the fact that there might be a universe of other options. Um, And, you know, with very smart ordering of how, you know the announcement that you've got funding for this vehicle happens um it's not surprising that you know somebody would do this kind of thing i mean is this common do you find that the same would happen to many other retailers who have in 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 house financing wings or or have similar types of relationships with the banks
1: yeah look i mean the the relationship between businesses uh, uh it's very complex in most of the time they conclude Agreements that they themselves understand it. Uh, and most of those agreements, of course, they are concluded in their normal course of business. Mm. We, don't, we don't really have problems with those. The only time when we have problems is when those agreements, they uh, begin to contravene a competition act. When you conclude whatever shareholder agreement, there should not be any restrictions that you are imposing. On the uh, players in the market, in terms of which then you you know you are restricting them from providing service to certain customers, you're serving customers to, to to one another and the likes. So I, I would say in the normal course of business, uh, you know uh, companies conclude agreement, uh, they trade together, they interact. But those agreements, as I said, we don't really have problems with them. They, we will have problems when those agreements start restricting competition. For example, if it is an agreement to fix price, mm. that will contravene con- the competition Act. If it's an agreement to divide markets, that will contravene con- uh, competition Act. If it's mm. an agreement that they will collude when they beat, that will contravene the Act. So that's the time when we get to, to intervene. Unfortunately... Most of the time, we we wouldn't know ourselves yes. because we, we we rely on consumers that come across this and and come and report to us. So this agreement has been going on for twenty or oh, just over twenty-one years, and uh, you know it, it's only last year that uh, a consumer, or a customer, mm. who approached West Bank. Was referred by West Bank to Toyota, so that consumer was not happy. Ooh. And then he, he approached the commission. and he says, "Well, I wanted funding from West Bank, mm. but then I was referred to Toyota Financial Services. So I don't know why uh, West Bank can't finance me because I want finance from them." Then we investigated the matter. Of course, we called on documents that we needed to review. Then we came across this agreement that mm. uh, has been concluded by these uh, entities.
0: Mm, 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 mm. and you're proposing to the tribunal 10% of turnover uh, talk to me I guess and just for the benefit of our listeners of um, sort of the punitive sanctions that you, you have authority to levy here on a case like this so if indeed the tribunal arrives at the same conclusion that you arrived at or, or I guess in the process more is discovered here what is the maximum sanction uh, that um, you know, these processes allow for?
1: However, the the act, the competition act, uh, allows us the maximum penalty that we can impose uh, to be ten percent of the firm's annual turnover. So that is the highest we we can go. It's quite for some firms that are very big. It's quite steep penalty. But I think it's very, it's also very important to understand that this is going to be a prosecution process. We mm. are prosecuting these firms. The tribunal has found them guilty. It's going to invite us to motivate on the penalty. We, of course, always motivate for the highest. And at times, the tribunal has their discretion as to what penalty they will levy, taking mm-hmm. into account all aggravating factors, okay. which among other than in this matter, that this agreement has been going on for just over 21 years. That in itself, it makes it very serious because it means consumers have been robbed for far too long by these entities.
0: And, uh, I mean, this one is just something else. So, so in a sense, um, you know, these partnerships or these tie-ups, you're saying that you don't have a problem with those commercial arrangements. You have a problem with them the moment where there is express intention to allocate markets in a way that reduces competition. So if a West Bank offering is not on offer at this particular dealership where whereas all the options should be on the table, that's when you take issue.
1: Indeed, indeed. I mean, uh, uh, you would imagine, uh, I was, uh, if you are running a business, you, you want to sell certain products from a certain supplier. The supplier would want you to conclude an agreement with them. Yes. That will regulate that relationship. So there are many other uh, agreements that uh, business people conclude, uh, which facilitate how they do business on daily basis. Mm-hmm. We would not interfere with those agreements because they they are they are not contravening the law. The moment they then uh, you know start concluding agreements that fix prices, uh, divide markets, or bid or, or, uh, rigging, then there's a there's a contravention of the Competition Act. Mm. And the law says, when that happens, we as the commission have to step in and prosecute that agreement. And the natural outcome of the prosecution if firms are found guilty, like in this context. They'll have to cancel that contract, that arrangement, mm. and then uh, then we, uh, West Bank will have to start competing with, uh, with uh, Toyota Financial Services. So in other words, if you want buy a Toyota Hilux if you're approaching West Bank. So mm. West Bank should be able to finance you.
0: But Mahale, I mean, even if that contract is, you know, uh, made null and void, you still have the situation where first Rand as a competitor of Toyota Financial Services alongside Toyota Motor Finance holds, you know, a third a piece in, uh, you know, um, in Toyota South Africa or Toyota Financial Services South Africa. So, you know, in a sense, via acquisition, they still benefit on either side.
1: No, no, no. They will have to exit that shareholding. Oh, okay. They will have to exit that shareholding because that's the root cause of all this arrangement. Mm. When they will conclude in that shareholder agreement, so they will have to first they will have to exit that uh, uh, shareholding arrangement. It must uh, uh, dispose of it, sell it to anybody. Uh, it can sell it to Toyota. UK or Toyota South Africa it's up to them but they'll have to exit it so that they are no longer having interest or arrangements mm. or uh, with Toyota which results in, in now in them aligning their interest when they were supposed to be competing so you can't have competitors aligning themselves yeah. you have to have competitors being you know bringing rivalry between themselves
0: not alignment but but is you, 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 you. But isn't that what we often see in these spaces? I mean, where somebody will say, I am... So say there's an Ayabonga brand of a vehicle. Ayabonga Financial Services is underwritten by, you know, whomever, whomever, who also happens to to extend. I mean, I think... Uh, I'm not sure if it's Nissan or one of the other players where, you know, you've got a relationship or the other entity has a stake in a Nissan financing unit or whatever. I mean... So so does that mean that the precedent set here would imply that many of those who might have similar types of arrangements have to, I guess, exit those positions?
1: I I, I suspect where you have a, a competitors or, or friends that are offering a potentially same services mm. and you find that they have concluded some arrangements, I suspect that you, you would most probably come out of that investigation with a finding that Mm. they've been colluding. Mm. And I uh, we, we, we we know by by actually referring and prosecuting this, we are saying that to the public that if there are other arrangements they are aware of that are 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 very suspicious, they must bring them to our attention so that we can investigate. I mean, we know that in the insurance industry there are a lot of arrangements of underwriting and uh rewriting mm. reinsuring and all this. So We are not necessarily saying those are wrong. I mean, in insurance, you you insure, you reinsure, and then you underwrite. But what we are worried about here is having competitors, especially in finance and financial intermediaries, that have some arrangement between themselves, which arrangement just doesn't make sense. So we are saying that if there are those... Anyone with information must feel free to approach the commission, Mm -hmm. even on an anonymous basis. We will uh, be uh, happily receive that and investigate and see what is actually going on. I mean, who would have believed that actually there is an arrangement between Toyota Mm -hmm. Financial Services Mm -hmm. and West Bank uh, that spent uh, or was concluded in the year 2000, which is still existing today, in terms of which it restricts how they do business. So nobody actually thought of this until this particular consumer, which we applaud, came forward and said, "I not, I'm not happy about this. Can you please look at it?" And we looked at it. We found that indeed there is a problem here. These guys have concluded an agreement that contravenes the act, and I'm sure there are a lot more of these agreements out there. We just don't, uh, we were just not lucky like enough now to be to be hearing them in front of us. But mm. we hope that uh, our South African consumers, uh, they will bring them forward. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, I, it might, I might sound like a broken record here, but I'm still at this point where I, I, I have a very strong inkling that this is very common. Um, and I was talking earlier on about <coughs> Nissan Finance without running the risk of, you know, shining a spotlight on them. But Nissan yeah. Finance says on their thing that they are a product of West Bank. Now, Now, I'm not sure... Um, how that relationship would work. If if it's a vertical relationship where Nissan effectively says you're going to sign a contract with us but effectively the funding is coming from West Bank, is that the same as what has happened here?
1: Oh, maybe I missed the question. You are raising a very important question. So if Nissan Finance uh, is linked to West Bank, mm. then I can tell you that uh, I would I would want to look at that arrangement. I, will, well, it's here. I would... Uh, I would ask uh, 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 West Bank and Nissan to avail themselves Mm. so that we can scrutinize what is going on between them.
0: Yeah. I mean, let me read it for you, Ra. So it says, Nissan Finance, at the bottom, you know, they have those disclaimers there. Nissan Finance, a product of West Bank, a division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. And they put the uh, NCR number there or something like that. Um, and my, my suspicion is that I think, even in the case of Toyota, I'm not sure, uh, you know, if this indeed is the case. Uh, but if, if that, if that is the case, then I mean, this might be more widespread than, uh, yeah, we might be able to, 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 know at this stage.
1: Indeed, indeed, I, I agree with you. It's a very suspicious uh, a kind of, a, of, of, of arrangement because you, you would expect Nissan Finance to be an independent. Uh, entity that has got nothing to do with West Bank but if that is what it says, I think it's called for us to to look at it and thank you
0: for that. Let's leave it there. As always, a pleasure catching up with you and thank you very much.
1: Thanks, thanks. Uh, 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 good night.
0: Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, What do you make of that one? That there was uh, Makale Moshala Uh, the manager of the cartels division at the competition commission. I I don't know. I mean, this is one actually we're going to have to dig through a bit deeper because, you know, as I often say, all of these vehicle wings, you see the adverts sometimes uh, saying so-and-so financial services. So this can be financed at this amount, uh, you know, via our in-house financial services wing. Now, yeah, the big question is, are those in-house financial services wings um, effectively people who own a stake and have a very incestuous operational relationship with some of their own subsidiaries because they might be the owners of the downstream firm who you end up signing a contract with let us know some of your own experiences we'd love to hear that send through your voice notes on whatsapp 079 191 4270 we take a brief break on the other side we go straight into our community focus